Welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. Today I would like to read to you an excerpt from the book Conversations with God that I've been sharing with clients over the last two weeks, and frankly, it is a passage I've been needing to listen to on a deeper level for myself, and it didn't sink in until, well, yesterday. (laughs) Between you and me, over the last two days, I experienced a whirlwind of a crashing physical body that I've never experienced before. So much so that I was scared that I may have a horrible illness. Let me correct myself. The span was over the last two days, but the actual experience of my body crashing to feeling 100% better was actually less than 24 hours. It's an important piece of the puzzle. The symptoms didn't add up to anything specific because they were all very different. So my husband became the best nurse ever and we worked through it moment by moment. But it was quite a scary 24 hours. When things started to mellow while I was beginning to relax and my symptoms were disappearing, what occurred to Mike was that I must have been managing stress for the last weeks or months and my body finally screamed at me to wake up to it. When he shared that with me, like a domino effect, everything I've been noticing in my life pointed to, yes, he is right. I had been experiencing inflammation in my body for the last couple of weeks that I couldn't figure out. I had been getting really sweaty in my sleep at night. All of these different things. And what occurred to me after Mike saw me so clearly was that I had been innocently continuing to go into my old habit of analyzing and judging myself and things happening in my life, believing that because I know what thought is, that I could get up in there and continue this addiction without being afflicted. Now, here's what's amazing. Because I understand what thought is, and I trust the intelligence behind life, I was never experiencing my old physical manifestations that would show up for me in the past. No tight chest, no nausea, no depression. In fact, my mood was quite stable. Yet clearly, I was still creating stress in my body because there was some part of me that had a hook in the idea that I better take a second look at some of my thinking in case I missed something. Basically, analyzing. And of course, my analyzing would get louder and louder and would bring me worry, but then I'd wake up to what I was doing and calm down. So if you had asked me, are you stressed, Jess? I would have said no. But as of yesterday, my body said no more. It's time to protect myself and my body and be done with my old habit for good. Even if I previously thought it was okay for me to muck around in since I knew what I was up to. Seeing this was profound. It made me realize that once again, it's time to go deeper. And I became freer yet again. 
As you will hear in this excerpt from Conversations with God, there is no timeline, no rhyme or reason to when and where we have realizations that wake us up. But universal intelligence, the energy behind life, or in my work as I also call it, universal mind, or if it fits for you, God, will continue to knock on your door, or as Maya Angelou said once, it will speak to you in whispers until it smacks you across the face to go deeper. And though I'm sorry my beloved body had to go through 24 hours of physical pain for me to wake up to it, I am so incredibly grateful that I took heed of its call to begin doing something different inside of myself to live a yet again more peaceful existence of life. More has fallen away. This morning, my habit showed up in reaction to something I received over email, and instantly I recognized it and said no. No more. I chose to be different. With this excerpt from this beautiful book, written by a man who, while in the midst of a hellish experience of life, had put pen to paper to yell at God for all that he was going through because he felt he had no one else to blame— And in the end of his ranting had, as he said, the words fall through him. Are you seeking answers or are you just venting? I invite you to relax and allow this passage written from the perspective of a greater intelligence that came through the author to move through you. I then highly encourage you to take the rest of your day to be quiet with yourself and just do what makes sense. Even if you have a full life, this is not an impossible feat in the midst of your schedule. In fact, it is your natural state. I invite you to live there today. Enjoy. Now, the supreme irony here is that you have all placed so much importance on the word of God and so little on the experience. In fact, you place so little value on experience than when what you experience of God differs from what you've heard of God. You automatically discard the experience and own the words when it should be just the other way around. Your experience and your feelings about a thing represent what you factually and intuitively know about that thing. Words can only seek to symbolize what you know and can often confuse what you know. These, then, are the tools with which I communicate, yet they are not the methods, for not all feelings, not all thoughts, not all experience, and not all words are from me. Many words have been uttered by others in my name. Many thoughts and many feelings have been sponsored by causes not of my direct creation. Many experiences result from these. The challenge is one of discernment. The difficulty is knowing the difference between messages from God and data from other sources. 
Discrimination is a simple matter with the application of a basic rule. Mine is always your highest thought, your clearest word, your grandest feeling. Anything less is from another source. Now the task of differentiation becomes easy, for it should not be difficult even for the beginning student to identify the highest, the clearest, and the grandest. Yet I will give you these guidelines. The highest thought is always that thought which contains joy. The clearest words are those words which contain truth. The grandest feeling is that feeling which you call love. Joy, truth, love. These three are interchangeable and one always leads to the other. It matters not in which order they are placed. Having with these guidelines determined which messages are mine and which have come from another source, the only question remaining is whether my messages will be heeded. Most of my messages are not. Some because they seem too good to be true, others because they seem too difficult to follow, many because they are simply misunderstood, most because they are not received. My most powerful messenger is experience, and even this you ignore, especially this you ignore. Your world would not be in its present condition were you to have simply listened to your experience. The result of your not listening to your experience is that you keep reliving it over and over and over again. For my purpose will not be thwarted, nor my will be ignored. You will get the message sooner or later. I will not force you to, however. I will never coerce you, for I have given you a free will, the power to do as you choose, and I will never take that away from you, ever. And so I will continue sending you the same messages over and over again throughout the millennia and to whatever corner of the universe you occupy. Endlessly will I send you my messages until you have received them and held them close, calling them your own. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week.